Welcome to 80s Babies and the Great Cinematic Debate, the podcast where we rewatch and obsess over the movies that we loved as kids, the movies that we watched because certain people were in them as kids, the mm-hmm. movies that ultimately shaped our generation as kids growing up in the late 80s and early 90s. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined today by Charlie. What up? What's up, Broski? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing today? I apologize to all the listeners for the flagrant use of Broski. Okay. How is everybody? I hope you're not too rusted. I hope you're perky, because today, Sam weaseled in another fucking JTT movie. I did. And I'm guessing by the title that you clicked on to listen, you already know, today it's we Man of the House. Man of the House. Oh, we didn't, we didn't <laughs> practice, and it shows <laughs> our tacky little show. They're, now they're going to think every time that we do get it together is because we practiced it. Right. And your cat just attacked the microphone. <laughs> God damn it, Doc. It's not even moving. No, it's because we got a great mic. All I need is one mic. One mic. One mic. I just nosed everywhere. Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, we watched uh, Man of the House, Chevy Chase, Farrah Fawcett, which Sam got weirdly excited when she saw Farrah Fawcett. She's like, ooh, fuck yeah, Farrah Fawcett. All right. Yeah, I was like, what classy. is this exciting? Classy. Classy. Yeah, not a good actor. No, like not the best. Waiting for her to like shine because you know it's Farrah Fawcett icon. It was literally just her looks that made her big, wasn't it? Because she was she, Charlie's angel. Maybe that's. I was trying to think what else she was in. I think this is like her biggest role, probably. She had the feathered hair that everybody wanted. She was the one that was like the hair one in that one. She yeah. in yeah, in like Three's Company. It was uh, what's her face, the thigh master. Suzanne Summers. Susan Summers. Yeah. And Suzanne Summers from Step by Step, Day, day by Day. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the song. And I always feel like I can rock it, you know what I mean? You, you can. You just oh my proved God, thank it. You. Oh my God, I love it. I love it, I love it. Uh, so we open with a woman who is the grossest caricature of what a woman can be in the 90s. I feel like it was like... Okay, this might be dumb, but with like Fiona Apples, Natalie Merchants, Natalie Coles, that like women had a really strong initiative to be smart in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But this woman could not make a decision without either a man or a boy telling her what the right decision is. She is the grossest caricature of what a woman could be in the 90s. We had all those strong like Fiona Apple, Natalie Merchant. Uh, I mean, it just meant something to have intelligence in the 90s until Britney came along. But, um,. I just feel like she just battered so her eyes. Britney brought intelligence. Britney, Britney brought the idea of, of how cool it can be to be dumb, I think. Okay. And to have dumb fun instead of thought-provoking fun. And I know that sounds really okay, dumb. Okay, so you're saying she's ahead of her time, Britney-wise. Because she was dumb? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Farrah Fawcett was ahead of the curve by giving up all thought and ideas before it was cool. So she's like the hipster of the hipsters right there. That's what she is. She did it first. Um, I don't. I just think in she's, this show, I don't know about a, her life. She's not a life. well-rounded character for sure, because her only purpose is as Ben's mom mm-hmm. and uh, Jack's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And first, she struggles with and someone's wanting, ex-wife. Yes, we don't know his name though. It's just ex-dad. And she struggles first with um, allowing Jack to move in because Ben doesn't want it, but then second with the power struggle of being Ben's mom because he so clearly wants to have a voice and a role in this, like, family dynamic. 
and she gives into that and she struggles like trying to maintain that power mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think her struggle to any kind of inner well, anything she does she tell like for some things she like lays down the law like no he is gonna put his stuff in the closet no he is gonna move your toothbrush like we're doing these things and he doesn't have a choice so he reacts to that in other ways by saying like oh well i'm going to be psychologically damaged but that's the thing when bed. it comes to important it's a things struggle. power dynamic and she just completely gives up the small minute dumb shit like where am oh, i gonna put my sure. toothbrush like that it's like mm, like i think if somebody told this kid that as important as a child may be in some things but like yeah honestly i don't think about you that's how i would expect my parents to act i mean not that they don't think about me but like i wouldn't hold back my happiness because my kid was grumpy about it Right. But she's just upset because she's found a guy that she wants to spend her life with and she has to find a balance between uh, dating this dude and having this dude like be a father to her son because she says her son's the most important thing in her life, Mm -hmm. which is fair. And so she's like worried a little bit that this might not work out. I feel like they don't have a strong connection as a couple. I feel like all they really have together is sex and he has money and power. Because okay. <laughs> there's yeah, no decision that's based upon like how they feel or how they love for each other and this and that. It's all based off of, well, if this kid doesn't like him, then obviously there's an issue. It's like when someone's dog doesn't like somebody and like, well, they know how to read people. I'm like, actually, it's a dog. So I feel like you need to relax. Okay, well, that. you're comparing a dog to a kid. And it yeah. is important if the kid you likes You need to make parent, decisions for but... the dog. You need to make decisions for the kid. The, for the, they can't make decisions for themselves, <laughs> is my point. Okay. You're right. But it's also like, it's not just like, if this kid doesn't like you, I'm going to leave you. But it, it is also a thing of, protecting the kid and making sure that the transition is smooth. And or so just she's completely just, giving just up like, on the transition. I mean, what would, right, where would Caitlyn could. Jenner be with a half-split dick and not pushed in? You know what I mean? Like, where would... <laughs> you look oh, at me like, that was harsh. That was harsh. That, <laughs> that was... Well, I'm just saying, That like, was way harsh time. You can't, like, go back on a transition when you start because they have to get used to the new ideas. You can't just like, well, they didn't like it, so we got to stop right away. It's like, mm, actually, transitions can suck. You got to force through it. Oh, but they never Would give up. Would she have the cover of Vanity Fair if she had stopped in mid of it? No, she probably wouldn't have. Caitlyn Jenner. Oh. Okay, you are committing to that one. Why? Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think I picked the wrong cat. <laughs> the cat is attacking the mic again. Great. <laughs> she feels very uninvolved right now. <laughs> I'm just saying... I don't know what I'm saying. She's making her she's making her own choices. She isn't making her own choices. Yeah, she is. No, that's the whole point that I'm trying to make. She doesn't make her own choices. She hears somebody strongly say it once and she goes, Okay, this is what we're doing. So all it takes Okay, you know what this little bitch? <laughs> this little bitch is ruining everything. <laughs> so we I mean, we could debate back and forth her parental choices or whatever but that's what i'm saying she doesn't make choices it's the loudest person who spoke last with she commits to so if he had just loudly said in the get-go this isn't gonna work out it's she's gotta leave i really think she meant you know what we tried really hard and i think you need to move out chevy chase i don't think so i think she he made very clear that he wanted him to leave and she stuck with it and she held through the transition because it was a process and, like, Norm from Cheers said, like, this is a process. I went through the exact same thing, but you will get through it, and your 
what's happening with you right now is perfectly normal. I mean, I don't know if that's normal, like mm-hmm. me as a viewer, because I didn't go through that. But, I mean, I could see how it, it would be. I could see how it would be. I did go through that kind of-ish. I wasn't that young. So I was more of like, well, I'm just going to go do my life. You live yours. Okay. So, like, maybe a little different, obviously. But uh, I never expected my mom to put... I mean, obviously, my happiness matters to her. But, like, at the same time, to the point where you're not going to do something like fall in love and commit to a life. No, that's stupid. Yeah, but their relationship was a little more symbiotic than, like... That's why I'm saying I don't relate because it wasn't just me and my mom. Mm-hmm. It was when my, when my mom and dad got divorced. It was me, my mom, my sister, and then my dad. Because yeah, but I just because you had siblings... Parents. Right, but then I also, like, had my dad, too. Right. He wasn't gone. But you can't so treat them differently. Like, they have to get used to change. You can't coddle them because something right, annoying happens Right, but what I'm saying is, we're getting super serious. We are getting so deep. And I will serious. tell you how to teach your kids anything in life, honestly. No, but what I'm saying is, I don't relate to it because in that situation, it was just the mom and the kid. Mm-hmm. There was no other, there was no grandparents, there was no father figure, mm-hmm. there was no other kids, it was just the mom and the kid, so Could he's like ma- extra reliant upon his mother. Could you imagine how annoying of a person this woman must be? There's really not one person in her life who can sit there and support her, her own <laughs> husband left her and like, you know what? You are just, maybe it's her child art and it's how shitty of an art. Maybe he's just sick of lying to her face. Like, I can't. You hated her art. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Her art is something you did in like the second grade of like a, let's explore imagination. You know what I mean? Like, let's put some spoons together and spray paint it and let's call it Let's tie art. some shovels to a bicycle With, wheel. And put holes in it, but then not cover the scorched marks around the holes. I mean, I'm just saying, let's have a little polished look if it's art. You know what I mean? I thought the art she was going for was that garden and harriet harriet the spy and i wasn't mad at it oh i i I just didn't think it i I think i think the garden and harriet the spy was one of my favorite things about that whole movie Mm -hmm. and i thought it had an organized awesomeness to it i felt like hers was just like she had one magazine to pull from and she just pulled everything she liked from it like there was no thought behind it there was no like it didn't spark for me it just sparked oh fun a grown adult 90s who's nobody has ever said no (laughs) that's what happened to her nobody has ever said no to her because she's probably really good looking i don't know homosexual here i just i don't know i just can't tell but I just think nobody's ever said, you know what? No. And the people that yeah. buy her art want to bang her. So she's probably really good at flipping her hair. Right. And talking some really smooth talking to some people with some skullets. Because let me tell you, who the fuck would put that shit on their shelf? It's almost cool. But then you look at the whole thing and it's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> or, right. you know, whatever. <laughs> So the movie starts off with JTT doing a voiceover of his life. I want to know who he's talking to. Is he talking to a therapist? Is he talking to the FBI? And it doesn't close with it either. It closes. Like, no, it closes with his narration over the wedding. I don't it does. Oh yes, you're right. I'm sorry. So I was asleep. Yeah, short. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie, you think it's going to be about a coming of age tale. And it is to an extent, but then it's also about a U.S. attorney being attacked by mobsters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got a little bit of both here. I think it's interesting in that it's a it's a movie about a stepfather trying to be a parent, which you honestly you don't really see that much. It's a different True. kind of perspective. It's a weird kind of mashing of two different styles of a home that you know what I mean. Like 
in its time, it was it was it's obviously normal to have a step parent. I mean, I have one for sure, but I just mean that like. As a kid, you don't think, "Oh, those are step people." Oh, okay. The only the those only, are step people, right? <laughs> they step all the time. They love stairs <laughs> and climbing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, the only thing that I could think of was Cinderella and the evil stepmother and the evilness. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. There's not a lot of stories about step parents, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, I don't know. No. See, you don't know. Um, I thought it was a tale about a young white male growing up with just a maternal influence. And he cares about the environment. He cares about, um, like, people. And then here comes this man and teaching him how to be a white male in America. And it's about him learning to conform to society's views of a man. Like, I want to be there with you on that one. I don't know if I'm quite there with you on that one. Like, he's too under the influence of his mother, and that's why this man's got to come in and show him how to be a man in the world, you know? I think that this man came in and showed him how to interact with other men. I can't... He had a male friend. It's not like he doesn't know how to act A male friend, not a man. He had had another boy. He doesn't need a male I think it's important to show positive men hanging out together. I don't know why that's weird. Like, think about it. Chelsea Handler constantly says it's important to show women and endorsing women. Vice versa, if you grow up instead of the competition but supporting, it would be a better tomorrow. Sure. Then <laughs> then we have to talk about the fact that they joined a super offensive stereotypical group, the Indian right. Guides. The Indian Guides. And he was completely against it in the beginning, JTT was. And mm-hmm. so was so was uh Jack saying like this isn't right. Or they never actually said that. But mm-hmm. he wore the war paint to court and got in trouble because they're like you're offensive. appropriating culture and they called him out on it. And that's when he wanted to quit. But instead of, like, standing up to them and saying, like, this is actually offensive. We can't be part of it anymore. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He doesn't do that. He just is like, well, I'm going to He don't want to ruffle feathers. And then when he joins back, he never brings it up. In fact, he perpetuates the stereotype. Yeah, with the single feathered ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this could have taken a different... Like, they make a point of bringing up that it's not politically correct yet they continue along the path of it it's weird it's like in uh it's like in free willy they make this huge deal about the horrible conditions and trying to free a whale and yet they're shocked when fans want to see the whale who played willy freed (laughs) i don't think they were shocked yeah they were watch the episode and you can tell me whether or not we discuss it shocked or not because we did listen to it Yes, right. right. I think I I brought it up. I don't think they were shocked. They were just like, oh, I think they were shocked by the amount of support in it because that's what this movie. That so was, you're saying they were shocked at something? What that movie was about? Okay, right. Okay, okay. Mm. So I no, feel, I think mm. this is a little different because they mm. take the point to acknowledge it, but then don't address it. It would be like if Free Willy was about like realizing that this was wrong, but then fighting to keep him in the tank. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's what this movie does. All right, all right. I see what you're saying. <laughs> Respect. Which is just a little weird to me. I don't know. And also, if you watch this movie from Monroe's point of view, Monroe's JTT's friend. Okay, yeah. And he gets like upset or slash annoyed at JTT becoming more and more involved with this Indian guide group. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it from his point of view, it could be his like white friend is like 
okay, becoming covertly racist and not realizing it. Like, he thought this dude was cool. Mm-hmm. But instead, he's, like, totally fine stereotyping people. Uh, by in the end, though, the whole <clears throat> that, what's his name? Monroe. Monroe is wanting to join the group and yeah. wearing the headband. And I the mean, Native he American drank dude the goddamn is, Kool-Aid. is sitting next to him staring at him like, don't put it on, dude. Don't put it on, dude. <laughs> but then, then he, he says, put- how? And he feeds the stereotype. I'm like, bitch, I see you. Well, this movie was written by and directed by white men, so it makes sense. They can call it out, but they don't, they're not going to fix it. Every time they showed her having a conversation while she was working her art, I couldn't listen to him. All I can think of is, what the fuck is she putting together? That shovels with holes in it. I know we already discussed yeah. it, but like, what are you doing? It's re- it's stupid. But I did think that it was beautiful. The like little storyline of them collecting stuff from the that beach. was cute. And then how it was a metaphor at the end, like, oh, it's finished, it's complete. It was a really cute like. That was great. Move. That's not my argument. They didn't try to sell that. Would you buy that? No, I wouldn't try to That's buy my it, point. but it was it was cute. Her movie. art is an example. So gallery. your problem is with the art department of this film. No, my problem is that her art is the way that she sustains that beautiful house that they said was crap. And they never said that that's how they sustained it. She could have a bunch of money. In fact, she acts like a rich girl. They probably have a lot of money. Okay. Well, okay. And they sold that house that her husband left her, and that was a sick house with a great view yeah but that was they a got a sick lot of money for that house the great ass so that's gonna be a lot of money so i feel like there is a give and take there and who knows if he's the kind of cunt that would run out of his family he probably took all the money from the house too because this is the 90s but either way she had a bunch of money to buy a loft so either way they do have money mm-hmm. okay all right i can see you bitch i just <laughs> i really have a problem with this bitch i mean i know you do you're just as dis- defensive about the mom in Jungle to Jungle. You hated her. This bitch goes, I'll get you a list of our traditions so you don't wreck anything. All he did was make breakfast. And apparently he's not allowed to make breakfast because it's their tradition. Well, to be fair, she she maybe should have brought that up beforehand. Or like, if he wouldn't have made such a mess with the kitchen, I don't think it would be as big of a deal. But if she knew it was going to be such a big deal, she should have said something or woken up earlier so that they could make breakfast. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he just left for school, so presumably they didn't have time to make breakfast anyway, you know? Well, right. But, okay, so here's an argument. If they always make breakfast anyway, why the fuck weren't they up earlier to get him... Because they could have made... Right, that's started what I'm saying. That, oh. like, they, don't, they must not have cared that much about <laughs> right, it. Right, right, right. Okay, so, okay, as long as we're agreed on that. Because that was another both, annoying part. I think they were both just, like, inwardly upset that he made such a huge mess. That they both, like, blamed it on something else. And they're just so alike that they didn't just call it for what it is. Being like, we, we're we letting this man that's a huge slob live with us. <laughs> they're both OCD watching him make a mess. And it's like, what the fuck did you bring into this house? Right, so they're both upset about the same thing and just not willing to admit it. So good. they go camping. Mm-hmm. And... We're skipping a whole bunch of this movie. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's None of it piqued my interest as far as notes were concerned, but let's do it. I mean, there are conversations about, like, Jack actually moving in because there's debates about it, and he thinks it's okay to talk to his mom about her sex life, which is a little weird. It's disgusting. And random for a kid's movie to bring that up. Well, here's the thing. It's not random that a kid would ask. It's disgusting that the mom would ask. Well, no, that she was from because she literally says, you know, it's well, not just about to, the sex. She tries to divert the conversation. She does. But she does acknowledge the truth. Like, okay, that can play a part of it. If your kid's going to be that forward and asking, would go rip ahead. 
my ears out of my. So would I, but I wouldn't bring it up. I. That's my point. But like, even if I did bring it up, you don't answer that goddamn. But I think it's also weird that this is in the movie anyway. Like, very much. Some writer was like, you know what? This kid's very adult. They can have this huge adult conversation at nine. Your mom gets wet. Disgusting. I related to this kid though at the time because he says like all these smart things he's like well i i watch Geraldo," and then the mom says later mm-hmm. oh he's smart he watches a lot of pbs <laughs> so i related because i watched because a lot a of tv as a bitch. kid i watched wishbone i know some things i used to watch sally jesse Raphael. i used day. to love like... sally J- richard bay love richard bay oh, i didn't watch that he was on at the same time as ricky lake and ricky lake Slayer. oh i so watched ricky lake instead. everybody did i always flipped yeah. between the two between commercials oh, no, i was a ricky lake girl so richard bay was good though he was real good he was just as qualified as ricky but ricky just had that you know that thing that spark. He just had that thing you loved know? it i just yeah. loved it but uh okay so what anyway happened? so i related to that and then and also it was jtt come on we got to talk about like that's the reason His i watched hair, this movie that butt cut i just love it that's the part directly in the middle of the line and the hair just flowing to like this yeah, so mcdonald's golden 90s. arches i just so 90s him a line haircut jtt rollerblading I wrote in my notes that this is the most 90s thing ever to be captured on screen. No. Till cut to five minutes later, JTT sitting outside in a park reading magazine with the Lion King ad on the back. Yeah. That's the most <laughs> 90s thing ever captured on screen. With the Lion King. <laughs> but I remember, I don't remember a lot about this movie as a kid because I, I only watched it ever because JTT was in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it was never like a favorite of mine by any means. Yeah, I think I, I watched it, it once. Be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do remember the line. Well, I remembered once he said it in this movie, it brought back like feelings of emotion when he says, I'm 11, I hate girls. When I was eight, I hated that part. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, dreams. Your first rejection ever. (laughs) You stupid. I was just like, why would they put that in the movie? I hope JT doesn't think like that. It's going to ruin our marriage. <laughs> the one thing that I remember from this as a kid, and I think it was in the commercials too, was I had a squirrel named Num Nuts. Oh, yeah. They really milked the Num Nuts part really of this movie. They really said that. No, they just say it that one time. They say it the one time, but it was in all the commercials from what I remember, the previews oh, yeah. for it, and it's the one thing that sticks out in my mind. Because they're ballsy enough to put that in the movie, Whoa, maybe. they just said, no, are you kidding me? They're ballsy enough to put Num Nuts, but like... That sex discussion with your parent. I mean, that's the no, kind yeah, of shit you would see. Angelina Jolie having a discussion in the bathtub with a kid. That's the kind of movie you would expect out of that moment right there. Not yeah. some uh, full heart movie about a stepdad. Right. This is a movie that they're trying to appeal to kids, but then also adults. Mm-hmm. And I think you had Chevy Chase. You had Farrah, Farrah Fawcett. Fawcett. I feel like there's another person here. JTT. JTT. And, <laughs> and, so shut up. And the guy. From who, Cheers. From. And Toy Oh, Story. Norm. Yeah. Yes. And the dude from Sister Act. What dude from Sister Act? The evil dude. He's also, he's one of Vinny's henchmen in Sister Act. I wouldn't be surprised if you're wrong about that. No way in hell! Because you were wrong about... Is that the dude from The Matrix? No. Is that <laughs> William Shatner? No. Bitch, why are we remembering so much shit? God damn! Oh, let's see. I got a catalog of things Charlie said wrong. Let's check that. I'm like that dude in the movie that takes notes. 
Actually, at this point, you fucked up when you said the SVU were wrong. Thank you so much. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, that dude is super OCD in the movie, though. He the is, but that that's the same guy in Sister yeah. Act. He's the one oh, who couldn't shoot her. Oh, that's the dude. Okay. He looked familiar. He's the one who goes, I can't shoot her. She's a nun now. He was interesting. I thought, like, maybe... I don't know what they were doing with that character, but... He was supposed to be a Jersey Shore mafia man. That's that's what they were doing back then. The guy in the in the Indian guides group that took like notes of everything. No, that's no not pro- what I'm talking okay, about. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, no, that's not. We're yeah, our fans see but it. I, we are not always on the same level as Kuna. I think everybody's with me. Much like Chevy Chase and JTT in this movie, they just can't the communication. Meet is it's just awful. off, and that's what that story taught it's us. Off. Yeah. We obviously need to work on it what, as well. If you we were should to go on give, a camp trip. Are you kidding me? The bugs and the animals? I, I mean, never. I love nature, <laughs> but I like to leave it by five, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if you were I to do give, like I like that line in the movie. Like, I don't know why you white people like to sleep outside on the ground. You won't catch a brother doing that. I was like, you, oh, you. Like, yo, I agree. I don't like sleeping outside on the ground. If you were to have to give me a Native American name of... That's stereotypical and offensive. Well, I wrote down here, what would your awful white America Indian name be? Okay. But, I but really they named each he... other. You can't name yourself. I have options for you, though. I thought I thought they were going to say peed on trees. Mm-hmm. Is that the... That's really clever, Sam. or That's... whatever from Jungle to Jungle. <laughs> well, they have already used... Yeah, this movie reminded me a lot of Jungle the Jungle. What 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 would you give me? I, I wouldn't. I don't know. What would you give me? Okay, so here's what. I, okay, I'm really disheartened at your lack of imagination I just think, right now. That's I just really think sad. it's a little messed up and stereotypical of this movie. I just don't want to. Um, well, we're it. talking about it's how gross this is. I literally titled it. What would your awful white America Indian name <laughs> okay, be? Oh my fucking, god. Okay, then say it. Dribbling lemur. I don't darting crab. Shuffling mongoose. Blushing naked mole rat, whizzing canary. I like that one the most. I think whizzing canary, galloping squid, or the waffling Chuck Norris. We're gonna have to have a whole conversation about what are you are saying? Those are names for me. Yeah. We're gonna have to have a whole discussion later about what you really think about me. Oh no! What's wrong with the <laughs> shuffling mongoose? Those are fun. I don't get it, and I think there's deeper levels to this. We'll talk about it later. The whizzing canary. <laughs> what are you about you me. people, I don't know. <laughs> and you're wearing yellow. I don't know. I'm wearing white. Oh, it's dark in this tent. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the, the nerdiest, lankiest, awkwardest person in here is named Silent Thunder. Okay? Because I've been to strip shows featuring young gentlemen. And that tells me there's going to be a thunderous cock at bay. Have you ever I got to tell you, I don't think if you unwrap those jeans, that's what you're going to be presented with. Hmm. Have you ever been to see the thunder from Dan and I have, unfortunately. It was not a great experience. It's really awkward and uncomfortable. It's weird. (laughs) I don't know. And I love dick, but oh my God, get off me. (laughs) Not into it. Not into it at all. And there's always these just women who are just absolutely wet for yes, these random that is dudes. So, it's so awkward. The best part. So but like, funny. you don't even get to see dick. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're so There's no dick at all. <laughs> Hell yeah, disappointed. I love that you have a problem with the artistic integrity. God, I don't think... <laughs> their nudity. 
Are you, you're going to tell me you're going to name it Thunder from Down Under and you're not even yeah. going to show me Down Under? Let me see your koala bear, bitch. I want to see it. So why would I? I mean, honestly, you can just look at a fucking magazine ad and see the same damn thing and more attractive than I'm that. Just, I'm just saying I was not at all disappointed by the show. It was just as bad as I was assuming. Oh, my God. It was so annoying. So I immediately was excited to leave. I was just ready to go. I was like, this is dumb. And there was this annoying bitch next to me who brought a boa with her just so that she would get attention. And she kept on waving and they're like, look at me, look at me. It's like, nobody cares that you have a boa. What does that do for us? Nothing. Ah, put it away. The ladies that were sitting next to me and my friends when we went were disappointed that we were laughing so much. (laughs) And that we weren't as obsessed with the men as they were. Oh my god, ew, really? Ew. Like, they were, like, grabbing ass and, like, going for it. Not We were laughing hysterically. And I love muscles. I love just absolute dumb and hot. But I'm telling you, no fucking thank you. I've experienced it, and no, ew. (laughs) You can smell the thirst. It's disgusting. It's hilarious. (laughs) it is the robot dances the outfits it's like and you're not gonna give me a like a hand-painted dick to match are you kidding me be imaginative (laughs) anyways um jtt is not the best at crying right yes but then the next scene when he's talking to his mom about it you remember, like, his cry voice, though, is on point. It is on point. It is on point. So on point. That's why he got hired to do The Lion King. And here we are. We're seeing it again. And I don't know why he left acting, okay? Where did he go? What is he doing? What is his life? Um, He probably found a greater purpose than making people laugh as we sit here and have a podcast. So, <laughs> excuse me while I change I just, tomorrow. <laughs> I just miss him. I just want to know what he's up to. I think he's still good looking. He's very, I would still are tap you, that do, ass. I haven't seen him. Google. He's got good images. Dude, their pictures are from like six years ago. Yeah, but you can still Photoshop it on something fresh. I'm just worried that I could run into him at any point because we live in the same city and yeah. I won't recognize him. No, that face, are you kidding me? There's no way you wouldn't recognize. I, I know what he looked like when he was 12 and when he was in I'll Be Home for Christmas. And that's like it. When, with those bleach blonde tips, that's like how, that's the last I saw of him. With those bleach blonde <laughs> tips. Mm, love the 90s. You can taste the attention grabbing. I just, I don't know. I think like, I he's got... I know he had a great life. He went to, like, Columbia or something. Good for him. Yeah, but, he's like, a smart guy. He's... What is your life? I want to know how tall he is. I don't know why that's my okay. first question. I feel like a very basic bitch and wanting to know these things. But okay. I feel like Here. he's a 5'7er. And that would be disappointing. I would say, however tall you are, it's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. You She's so open-minded, and I'm an arrogant prick. You, JTT, specifically. I know. I'm just saying, if I'm going to fantasize a dude, I want six foot seven wall of dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a magic of a TV screen. I have that option. Um, also, the scene that made him cry initially, the character, Chevy Chase's car, car brakes get cut, and he's driving on a hill, and he almost dies, man. And it's scary. It's not played for laughs. Like, he plays it... <laughs> No, Chevy Chase could take that scene as a comedy and play it as a comedy, but he doesn't. He plays it real. It's so authentic. But then they never, like, bring it up later, really. Like, he doesn't they do tell... Too. Well, they do, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to worry tell them, them the He tells truth. them why. Right, but he, right. he could tell them the story. Like, Absolutely. something happened in my breaks, I don't know. But then where would the rest of the story be without that angst? 
I guess, of them learning that it's because somebody's trying to kill him. It's it's just a little weird. Like, they just, I would have been freaking the fuck out. He's cool as shit for taking it so calmly. While we're on it, though, all those adults literally just left JTT at the parking lot. And it was funny because Norm was like, okay, he even did a double take. Like, he knew he shouldn't be just leaving this kid here by himself. He's like, all right, don't forget, uh, you're part of our tribe, am I right? Am I right? We'll talk to you later. That's so awkward. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> and like, why wouldn't you drive him home? Why wouldn't you sit and make sure? Why wouldn't you make a phone call and make sure somebody came and got him, or make a call and be like, okay, maybe he forgot about him, or maybe something happened to him. Like, we know something happened to him. Yeah. We're talking now about Jeffy Chase. But I just think that there's really not a very smart adult amongst the whole group, mm-hmm. aside from Chevy Chase. But even that's in and out. I feel like this speaks to a, a inner, like, belief you have in your soul that the adults in the 90s were not there to give us proper role models. Like, you feel let down by society as a whole in the 90s. That's what I get from you with all of these movies. You're just super disappointed. Me? As a the person? The previous generation, yes. Well, I would say... Well, in so many ways, but I'm a typical person <laughs> like that. But uh, I'm just saying, when smart... I, I don't know how to open this. What is happening? I don't know where my thoughts are. You got me flushing. Like, I didn't realize we're reflecting right now. Like, oh my God. Okay, let's unravel this goddamn onion, shall we, kids? I'm saying, and it's not all parents, but like, as far as this is concerned, not one smart decision was made to make sure. Could you imagine, okay, being in Los Angeles like we were, just saying, okay, your parents are not here, so we're just going to leave you here now. Goodbye. Yeah. No, that would never fucking happen. I mean, he could have been across the street from his house. We don't know. No. Stop it. He could have. Weren't they by the ocean? I remember he seen yeah, the ocean. Yeah, they lived right by the ocean. Okay, fine. Fair. <laughs> I don't... Fuck me, I guess. That's all I have to say. It's fuck me. No, it's interesting that you bring it up. Like, the things you bring up say a lot about us, right? Right, right. The haphazardness of, of parenthood. Yeah, you're just taking a lot of stock in that. And it's okay, buddy. We're all here for you. We're supportive. Thank you. You're the best bra <laughs> I never had. <laughs> um, so they go on this camping trip, and there's three men trying to kill Chevy Chase, and they give zero fucks. Like, they're not hiding. Yeah. They are not keeping quiet. But nobody notices. All right. Right. Well, JTT does. And that's when... Eventually, when they started off in the woods, they're like 10 feet behind him, staring in the middle talking, of nowhere right. with guns. I mean, yeah. it's like, that guy's not really bad everything. Right. There's, they're like 30 feet from camp saying like, all right, we'll kill him. Right. And screaming. Nobody hears. Right. <laughs> well, JTT hears. I like when he hears though and he runs and he's still mad at Chevy Chase. Because the night before, he aired all of his business, which was pretty fucked. I would walk away from that story, too. Um, <laughs> he did let it all out there. Yeah. Like, we all don't get what you're He'd saying. Like, okay, fuck you. I'd and then he gets off. everybody yes. in the whole area, in the whole circle, to be like, well, this is why you're wrong. And this is why you're wrong. And this yeah. is why you should get over it. Bitch, let me have my feelings. God. Uh. <laughs> um. Anyway, so he's still mad at him. and But then he overhears that they're going to kill him. And he runs back to camp. And I get why he's like immediately changes his mind and is pumped about this dude because these men are trying to kill him. He goes and tells the dude and he's like, yeah, okay. And he knows about it. So like as a kid, you're like, 
fuck. He could be like a super secret agent. He mm-hmm. could be like a superhero. We don't know what this dude's up to, but people are trying to kill him and he knows about it and it's chill and he's going to handle it. Like, that's why JTT thinks he's cool all of a sudden. Yeah, he just thinks, oh man, you're undercover and it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, this man must be dope as fuck. But, I mean, it would have worked on me in the 90s, absolutely. Yeah, it would have worked on me, too. I'd be too. like, can I hold a gun? Because like, I watch some cartoons and I'm very comfortable with this, okay? <laughs> right, I'm going to run into the face of danger and save your life. That's how, like, cool I think I is. laugh in the face of danger. <laughs> we just have to throw Lion King things in there, don't <laughs> of we? Of course, it's JTT, are you kidding me? You set me up, He has nothing I without a lion. <laughs> And then uh, eventually we see the rejects playing hacky sack with their hands. And I feel like... Yeah, you were upset about that. This has got to be a reason nobody wants to hang out with him. You can't even fucking know how to kick with your foot. You're going to play with your hand. I don't even understand hacky sack in the slightest. So I don't even know what you're talking about. You just kick it with your foot and it can't touch the ground. Are there rules against using your hands? Yeah, you don't use your hands. That's literally the only rules. You don't use your hands. I was never cool enough or uncool enough to play hacky sack so i don't know which which direction i'm supposed to go there. i am pretty good at a good hack i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you i like it in a circle and it's extremely fun and i'm committing to hitting that bag let me tell you much like when you get me out on a date i'm already gonna hit that bag you don't have to work that much hard just throw it at me i'll mm-hmm. get it um the scene where they Basically are where? in a mine with dynamite and they're yeah. bringing up like oh wait way original guys to the henchmen I think it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek thing of the writer, like, fighting against the constraints of the, like, a tension-built climactic scene constraints Mm -hmm. of a kid's movie. Because they really can't do more. Like, you're talking about, like, gouging out eyeballs. Right. But, like, they can't do those things because it's a family movie. So they just verbally have this exchange. Well, I mean, I think I love how 90s it is with the bright red sticks of dynamite. Like, you know what I mean? It was very Wile E. Coyote. Well, yeah, it was very, like, family-friendly. I think it was overly so. Yeah, you would have heard they've been flayed. No, I don't want to see that, but, like, it's just interesting that they bring it up. No, I wouldn't have been down with it. And then all of our friends come together and shoot their arrows. Not Mm -hmm. at a I would have shot a dude in the leg. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I would have literally shot a dude in the leg. Shoot I'm like, why hostage. are we shooting his clothes to tack him up? All four of their arrows go to corner one dude, and so the other two, with the guns, just stand there like, whoa, what now? And then I'll come, here comes Mr. Fact Checker, hitting him with the vine. Yeah. I don't know. I just, they could have, so I would have stabbed a bitch, at least. You know what I mean? Like, how often are you going to get in your life to shoot an arrow at somebody, and yeah, nobody and those, will come at you about it? those people That's obviously didn't die, well... They don't have that strong of a case to put them away for years, so presumably they're going to keep trying. So this could be a continued threat. I don't think they're out of the woods yet. You think there should be a sequel coming up? Well, apparently, according to IMDb, so I don't know how true this is, um, they were trying to make a sequel and it just never happened. I probably wouldn't have cared to see it. No, this movie was terrible. There wasn't really a funny moment. The funny moment was Numb Nuts, and that was... I think, and I don't know that it was trying to be all that funny of a movie. Like, I didn't remember a lot about this movie, but the things I remember were fucked up. Like, the rain dance, I remember doing that as a kid. That's, that's fucked. Yeah, does this imply <laughs> that Native Americans brought dance to the white people? I don't, that's, maybe that's what they were trying to say. But, so I was I a little... I always thought it was the homosexuals. <laughs> I was a little surprised at how they bring up 
the fact of political correctness in the movie and stuff like that. So I was a little surprised at that, but overall it wasn't enough to like keep me interested. No. Yeah. No, no, I do know because I was you very tired well. of it. Very tired of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but we watched it. We did. We did. And we did it for you. And for one of our listeners' requests, because we want to honor them when we can find them for under $75. (laughs) We just need Wild America. We just need Wild America, and there's a couple others that are just impossible to fucking find, and it's really frustrating because they're the ones that we want to watch. But anyways... It's like our last JTT movie, Wild America. I mean, we still have more to go, I think. Yeah, he's not in a lot of movies. You, you sound more disappointed by that than I do. <laughs> well, I just, it'd be nice to not have to hear you whine about him. Is that what you want? You're covering up. Covering you him secretly him. love Jason. Well, now I want to touch him. Adult him, though. <laughs> Adult uh, him. Great. Great. We're going to get kicked out of Silver Lake. We're going to get barred for life. We're not in Silver Lake. I know, but I think that's where he lives. Oh, I thought he lived in Los Feliz. <laughs> See, now we're for sure going to get locked out of all of East Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go on their <laughs> podcast, they'll say. They'll tell you where they live, they'll say. Nobody's going to be on our podcast. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We hope to find another Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie to come and smack around with. Uh, We hope that you leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you. And you can catch us at Twitter at... 80s Baby Cinema. Uh, But you can always catch us here on iTunes podcast uh, app. Is that what... Yeah, but I'm not... Wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you get your damn fix. You just enjoy it. We'll listen to you you guys next time. (laughs) (laughs) You always get that wrong. I know. (laughs) Please listen to us next time. We love to hear from you. Charlie just milk will edit that out. I might leave it in just for posterity's sake. There's no posterity in this. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.